the city of Corvosa, largest in Varesia, greatest of the Chalaxian colonies. Her past rulers had never sat easily upon the Crimson Throne, but now a spark of change burns through our city. For good or for ill, let us see what is written in the cards. My name is Zalara Zendane. I am a Harrow Reader from West Dock. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the heroes who would rise to defend our city in the days to come. Rather, it is the story of Corvosa. Sugarfield Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Curse of the Crimson Throne, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 114. So, when last we left our heroes, you were in the city. Uh, Alagos had gone and uh, annoyed Tanith again, or vice versa. <laughs> he annoyed me. He yep. extended the olive branch, and you snapped it back in his face. <laughs> it's so the, uh, the, the, um, the one I've heard is the olive branch um, roast it has been returned roasting with the dumb of cooking the dumb of pizza. The dumb of pizza beard and cooking Yeah, well, branch. you know, if he wanted to actually extend the olive branch, he could have, you know, wound up not being such a dickbag. <laughs> <laughs> he could have fundamentally altered his basic personality so he's less annoying. Yeah. He is a wizard. But the problem is fundamentally the two of you are complete polar opposite personality types. <laughs> and it's just like, that was never going to work. Desire? The folder. The I folder. Still. Silver wanted to try and get you to. We were both up. trying for this, your sake. It just, it just didn't work. Yeah, I think now for your sake, you two can spend as, his sake. You two can spend as much part as possible. So Tanith doesn't. So that Tanith doesn't accidentally set you on fire, and you don't accidentally turn into a wyvern and eat him. You tried to come together for the sake of the children, but yeah. there was just no spark. Yeah, it's like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> it was the wrong kind of spark. <laughs> it was a, a, a spark that said, the top that sets cities on fire. Right. It's like, uh, Elemus is like, I have a mouthful polymorph now. I'm not saying I'd do anything. I'm not saying I'll turn you into a rat. Maybe. So you have you have found out um, the broad example of what the Breaching Festival is about. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, looking at how you can get in and sign up for it, um, because we haven't yet actually done that scene, despite having made a beautiful contract. I yeah. thought we I thought we had done that scene. No, we just did the beautiful. Oh. We've paid no, the money I, to I gave you an info dump on what yeah. it entails. Okay. Um, but among other things, people need to go before Torgamore and um, actually um, surmount his tests. Oh, yeah, yeah, we it. haven't done Yeah, that's tests. cool. Yeah. Is that part of the... Yeah, the, the yes. Yeah. Uh, you essentially have to achieve a minimum level of competence so he's not just sending people in to die. <laughs> yeah. Because that can very much happen in, if you send a level one or in, two. In very yeah. much the same way, um, the Blade of Corvosa had a similar thing where it had qualifying matches. And yes, then Jack has felt the call from Zalara. Yeah, and this Jack's never done this before, but she's going to get the deck out of her bag and then go find everyone in the yeah, house. Yeah, you to see how that happens, because Lara appears in front of you, doesn't she? No, I just get the sense from the deck that the that she's trying to yeah, but like reach when, out the, to when the hero happens, is it yes. you putting it down? Yeah. Okay. So no, no, no. Yeah, 
So, yes, so what I was saying was, um, so I get the deck and then go find everyone and gather them in the library. Yep. And, um, put the deck on, you know, set up, a, I will actually have set up a little table with some cushions and stuff, because yep. I have now had a bunch of power readings yep. and know how this goes, and then I will put the deck on the table. And as you do so, sort of between one heartbeat and the next, there's a slight shimmer, and apparently sitting on one of the cushioned chairs is this woman. Yay. So Arzendane. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've actually seen a picture of her, um, either, possibly not since book one. No, I showed you this in the beginning. Yeah, but we haven't we seen a picture of her for a while. while. Yeah. Looking very solid and real. Um... And she says, My friends, my name is Solaris and My friends, it is good to see you all well and safe again, and to be returned to our home away from the Cinderlands. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, my skin's gone back to normal again. It was getting a bit dry. You have seen what I have seen. <clears throat> sensed what I have sensed the fear that is creeping through our city yeah it's affected blackjack as well the ghosts and the spirits of the dead in the city I hear them like an ongoing murmur without surcease in the back of my mind We are all in agreement on the same. The Castle Vaughn must be stopped. From what you have learned in the Cinderlands, Serenthal holds the key, but finding what she has to give you, I think, will not be simple. I felt the currents of destiny stirring around as you spoke of the Breaching Festival and the entry to it. I know that it is time to read the cards again. And she holds a hand up and looks at the reaches <clears> of the deck and as she does so, she looks um, completely... She's, she's an illusion, you know this, but she looks completely solid. She's not transparent and ghostly at all. Yet as she touches the deck, her fingers shimmer very slightly through it before she concentrates for a moment, goes more solid and lifts the cards. I think that one way or another... My time in the city is approaching its end. Jack looks sad. <laughs> Picks up the deck. Silver would give Jack a, a rub on the back. <laughs> now, let us see what is in the cards. Let us first all draw and see what is. The, and let us first all draw and see what the deck has to say to each of you personally. Alagos. Uh, so Alagos has the Queen Mother. Ooh. The Queen Mother. Card of Wisdom. <laughs> wisdom. Charisma's going to be the big one. We're in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. Alagos. Queen Mother is card of knowledge personified. The image there is of a Formian queen, one of law and order, who knows all and sees all beneath her. 
She is a part of a greater society. And while her knowledge is mighty, she also represents the need to become a part of the society. Or be forced to serve those who can perform the role better than you. Like the ants serving beneath the queen. I see in this card that you have struggled in Corvosa. You have come from long ago. From a world far away from this one to a very different place. And she reaches out and you can feel the touch mm. on you as she sort of gently strokes your shoulder. Here things seem so different, so far from what you know. I do not think that you were ever the sort to be comfortable in a city, and I do not know that Corvosa will ever be your home. But for now, I see in the Queen Mother that you will have to adapt to it. To do otherwise means you will be crushed into line. <clears throat> My thanks, good woman. Thy guidance. Gar. Ooh. Oh, the winged serpent. That's good. And you, Garen, I see the winged serpent. <clears throat> The image you see is a coatal, a creature of knowledge and prudence. Useful skills, but separate things, often separated by understanding. The coatal is the bridge, knowing when is the time to strike and when is the time to wait. In you I see the need to challenge the order of the city challenge what is happening here to fight on the right side for what you believe in but a part of you knows you do not have the force for this the skill, the weapons that you need you cannot win but it still chafes you waiting for that moment the winged serpent I hope will bring you some guidance and help you understand that the moment to strike is coming Ooh. Do you want me to just flick you down? Yeah. Jack. Ooh, oh the carnival. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have some bears on some balls and stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> bad memory. The carnival. <clears throat> we have seen this card before. Yeah, recently. But despite <clears throat> what you see in it, it's not so ridiculous as it appears. For it is the card of illusion. A card that can heighten the powers of the arcane. For within the carnival, all things are possible. The rules can be bent, perhaps even broken. I think, Jack, you understand very well the concept of bending or breaking the rules for a greater good. I see in the card that you... I see in the card that you will likely continue to do so. <laughs> I see the power of illusion. I see why not. I know the power. I know well the power of illusion. 
It makes me real. <clears throat> in many places, in the challenges you face, illusion will serve you well. In others, it will be of no power whatsoever. You will have to rely upon your own wisdom to know which time is which. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Silver Rose. Yeah. Oh, this is not for you. Odell Mandravius. Oh, oh. oh boy. <laughs> what is it? The Lost. Lost. Oh. That's a, a chaotic evil card. <laughs> the Lost. The chaotic evil card of wisdom. This is a card of a lost identity of emptiness. The creature you see upon it is a bodak, a mad thing lost in a world of asylums and lunatics. I see your family in this card. Lost. So lost. Mordell Mandravius is changing. Is he fading from the world, or is he returning? What of the other Mandraviuses? What will become of them? I see the lost in them, too. A line that wanders, its purpose unclear, twisted and lost. You will have to show them their way, at least some of them, those that can still be found. It's dark. <laughs> Jack uh, returns the little shoulder up thing. Lucy. Oh. Ah, it's the owl. owl. <laughs> Interesting that we should see this card. The owl is the true mutual card of wisdom. It is about the order of the natural worlds. Survival. It is a thing I would associate more commonly with the likes of the Cinderlands than the more civilized mores of the breaching at Scarwalk you will find. Yet, in this card with you, I see that you understand what is behind the natural world, more <clears throat> so than others around you, perhaps. I think you understand, though you have no woodcraft of any kind, <laughs> but I think you understand that the strong survive. The powerful take what they want from the weak. It is... <laughs> some, would, some would call this evil. But is it evil for a pack of wolves to hunt down a deer? Or is it simply their nature to continue as they are? You know that having power is what prevents you from being the deer. I see that once again, all the cards we have drawn, <coughs> entirely at random, <laughs> are of the same suit. The stars. The suit of wisdom. I can see from these cards what is coming for you. That you must rely upon faith to guide you through what comes. For only faith, your strong wills, and sharp perception will guide you to the challenges <laughs> again. <laughs> and then everybody looks at Alagos. <laughs> Help me, Alagos. You're my only hope. You're my eyes, Alagos. 
Trust in those who watch over you. But also watch ever for danger and steady your mind against assault. The scar wall within is a terrible place. I see its darkness touching on all your minds. Alright, and do you want me to tell you what um, those wisdom, those the arrow points are going, the fate points are going to do for you this adventure? Yeah, right. I think that's okay. a nice, um, the nice thing to have next. Okay, so Solaris says, I will, t- I will return these cards to the deck and then read for each of you what I can. We'll see where faith and will and perception will guide you. So. This is the wisdom-based adventure. Yeah. <laughs> the skeletons of Scarwall begins. I'm kind of glad that the finale is charisma, because oh, yes. we're all going to be kind of awesome Somebody in the finale. shuffle the shit out of that. If, I put all the if wisdom you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, did, uh, I'll shuffle it, and then Adam will shuffle it did, again. Did that work better? People laughed last time when I handed them the array of wisdom cards and then poked one out towards them, so this <laughs> time I went round the table in specific order and stacked the deck. Actually, yeah. that was very cool. It was yeah, very cool. I like that. I'm yeah. glad that Garen got the lawful good card. <laughs> Here we go, Garen. Give and that you a got a card as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, unsurprisingly... I thought mine was lawful neutral. Oh, it was on the good side. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, the first thing that you get that you may spend fate points on um, is to re-roll any wisdom-based check. Yeah, wisdom, will saves, heal, perception, profession, or survival. The will saves will be pretty useful. Yeah. Um, I have listed this explicitly, although it's always a rule. Um, you can spend a one of your harrow cards, one of your adventure cards, to gain a point, a fate point. Yep. Um, this yeah, will be. I, you to gain one. I thought it was to gain several, but I may have. Um, no, no, it's always no, been it's, one. Yes, it's generally a poor trade because yeah. the fake point, the harrow cards will do more for you, but they won't do the specific things. Yeah. I can never tell the difference between the two. Oh, we uh, change the name or push. Yeah, because so one is what you get from this reading, yeah. and the other ones the cards you get for leveling. The points you get. So remember you get, you get cards, the cards in your hand. You know how you get the the hero cards in your hand, yeah. and you can spend them to be able to make cool decisions. Yeah. The points means that, like, if you were rolling like a spot check and you rolled a one for some yeah. reason, and you couldn't make the check, you could use a hero point to say, "Okay, I'm going to re-roll that roll," and you'll take the the other roll instead. The primary difference is the fate points will do specific things for you that are based on wisdom for this adventure. Yeah, okay. The the harrow cards are more general adventuring, like I save versus death. You know, my character manages to live through this round. Okay, because my character didn't get any last time. Yes, you got one. I got one. Yes. You always get one because you just drew one. Yeah. Yeah, you get and three you can... of the cards, but one point. Yes. Yeah, but I couldn't tell the difference because they were. Yeah. Okay, so reroll. You're doing badass stuff. Reroll anyway, wisdom so. check, which is the normal. Um, this one will probably prove remarkably useless to everyone. Uh, the greater turning ability. Um, <laughs> you may spend a you may spend a fate point to uh, raise your effective cleric level by two to turn or undead to turn or rebuke undead. <laughs> you may spend a fate point to perform a greater turning. You can stack these together with each other to go up to a plus six greater turning with enough points. Hey, that would be awesome for me. I'm like, yeah, oh my god. Yeah, but what that will bring you to is like a ninth level cleric. Which, as I, opposed to I what would otherwise be an eighteenth level cleric. I think it'll we be may need it. Yeah. We may need it. 
Uh, I believe Garen can also do this because you have enough levels of Paladin that you have turning. Yeah, but he had wisdom. I'd be very bad at it. Yeah, yeah I think Galagos is the way to if go. He, if he had wisdom, he could do it. Um, it's not wisdom-based, it's charisma. Charisma. Okay. So it's well, the levels that uh, Anyone can do that. It's merely that what you are doing is um, bringing your cleric <laughs> level up by two. So at present, you all have a cleric <laughs> level of nothing except yeah. Galagos. Yeah. Uh, Garen has a cleric level because he's Paladin. Yeah, but Garen's Paladin's a worse attorney than clerics. Something stupid like that. Um, in any case, uh, the second one, the second use you have is holy slash unholy power. Um, if you are a divine caster, you may spend a fate point to regain any expended turning attempt, or spend it to gain plus two on the save DC, plus four on overcoming spell resistance, and plus two on attack rolls to strike the target when you're casting a divine spell. Oh my gosh. That's we had an arcane great, one in the third adventure that more or less did the same thing. Yeah, well it makes sense. Wisdom is the cleric staff. Yeah. Uh, and the last one, which applies to everyone, um, Divine Wrath. Oh. Uh, at the beginning of the adventure, which is sort of now-ish or sometime around now, uh, every character chooses a domain from the, whatever their primary deity is. Uh, you can then, like the cleric domains, Yeah. Uh, you can then spend a fate point to gain and cast a spell from that domain as if you were a cleric. That's <laughs> awesome. That is cool. uh, equal to your character level. So 12 level characters are able to cast up to 6 level spells, 13th are up to 7th level. You are presumed to have enough wisdom to do this while you are doing this thing. Uh, the spell consumes all its usual resources, casting time, blah blah blah. Uh, if you are already a cleric, in Elagos' case, you pick a domain that you don't already have from your existing deity. Okay, nice. Um, and a, char- a character without a defined deity, which will be mm-hmm. Lucy, I imagine, because yeah. you, you still haven't got one on your character sheet. No, have you? I haven't. Uh, you receive a domain at random. Oh, yes! <laughs> that's, that's very That's very Lucy, okay. And yes, that's I have taken the liberty of listing on here the domains of Saren Rai, Shaylin, and Phrasma. I think my one has to be death. Death is the only one I don't have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you get an extra one. So we don't get the domain power, do no, we? No, you just get yeah. the... And you don't even get the spells. What you get is the ability to gain one of those spells and cast it. And, and, and that's off the, the domain list? Correct. Up to um, what we'd be able to cast if we were a 12th level cleric? Correct, which is 6th level spells. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's got to be some for me. But it's, you're not limited to the sixth level ones because, in theory, you might really well, need <laughs> control water or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would be funny if I... If I I'm going to go with... Yeah, for, uh, even though I'm technically... It, 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 it's technically Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Phrasma because she's slightly more important. Yes. <laughs> I approve of this message. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do not mouse harm on skeletons, nice. okay? No. I'll so, be able to cast Heat Battle. So you are obliged to pick a domain at somewhere around this point. You are not obliged to if you Can I have a player? Yeah. Oh, got okay. Several, we've got several of them. Yeah. Yeah. I only yeah. have one choice, so... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with Subdomain. Yeah. Subdomain for the win. But you, that may be less exciting for you, but you've got a bunch of other interesting things you can do. Oh, yeah, so much. Cars, yeah. So I don't think it'll be the problem no. at this place. No, I'll get one I've down. I've chosen it, Subdomain. So hang on, I've yeah, one of the six spells. One of the six domain spells. No, so Shailen has multiple domains. Yeah. Air, good luck, and protection. 
Yeah. So you're choosing one of those. Yeah, and I use the six level spell. No, you're then gaining theoretical access to all the spells on that list up to six level. Okay, but you have to spend a point to cast the spells. So you're not going to be. I think it's fairly unlikely that anyone will desperately want to cast the first level detect secret doors esque ones, but you may well end up. And what we desperately need is the ability to find a secret door. I'm going to have a look at knowledge. I think. Hello, Haldite. Let me introduce you to Heat Metal. Heat metal is a pretty great spell. Theory, um, I was thinking about it. You could pick one of your pre-existing domains and effectively use it as spontaneous um, casting, but I don't yeah. know how much that excites you. Yeah, but the death may not be very elegosy because they're mostly creating undead. Oh, um, if you look up um, online. Um, Charisma Death Domain. Yeah. Um, you'll find a slightly different spell list that removes a couple of the create greater undead ones yeah. in favour of other sort of necromantic-based spells that aren't actually raising the dead. Yeah, because the sixth level um, yes. is create undead. I know, I know somebody out there in, in the Pathfinder world has done a very quick and dirty... Um, this is the basic... This is the Pharasmite Death Domain spell <laughs> list. Because yeah. that Death Domain makes a lot more sense if you're... Um, an evil necromancer. An evil, you know, worshipping the god of evil necromancy. And considering how she feels about undead. I don't know who else has, dem- has death in Pathfinder or death. Someone must. Yeah. yeah. But it's definitely a very Phrasman thing. Yeah, she, and she would not want to be Ogathoa, of course. Yeah. Uh, is undead. Yeah, yeah. Phrasman would not want to create undead on her domain list. Cool. So, uh, I had to give the cards out in a prearranged order so that I could um, stack the deck. Yeah. But then, have you to read everyone's future as they please? Yay! Yay. Let's not start with Elagos so we can get a read on what the other people's futures are like. (laughs) Sounds good. How about we start with Lucy then and go around the other way? Yes. I'm actually turning it off so I can see if the recorder's on or not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really because I've put it, lights in all the bulbs in the house, so yeah. it's lovely and well lit, so everything's much lighter than it was. Okay, so do we want. Um, where, do, where am I reading? Lucy. So Zalara takes the deck, she says. Lucendria Wintrish. It is calling to you first. All right. Sit. Gestures for you to sit across from her. Let us see <clears throat> what your future will bring you. Alrighty. Let us first look to the past. What has brought you to this point? Snake bite. The liar. <laughs> Evil. Oh, we have opposites there. Yep. So, <coughs> you have a misaligned um, yeah. card. And it's fully misaligned. A fully misaligned card. Mm. Snake bite. Snake bite. So, the snake is not going to bite you, you're going to bite the snake. I eat snakes for breakfast. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. The snake bite. I see it there misaligned. The snake bite is a firm part of your past. I do not speak of knives or assassins, though you have faced <clears throat> and wielded both in your time. 
I do not even speak of the obvious, the poison and venom of the serpent dripping through. No, I see something much more subtle in your past than the snake bite. It is the death of freedom. And you have felt that bite before, have you not? <laughs> to be taken from your family, to be chained by bondage invisible, <clears throat> untouchable, and yet no less real for it, no less restraining. You have been held against your will by someone who loved you only as an object. I see this in your past. It has forged you into what you are. And I see it again in your future. Your past is not yet done haunting you. But I see here the snake bite is misaligned. That represents the death of this freedom, the death of what you lost there. It does not have to come back to you again. You have changed, Lucy. <clears throat> you are stronger now than this death. You are stronger than Septimus. I'll never be confined again. Misaligned, I see this card being the mental leap you need to leave your past behind you entirely. Yes! See, it's an evil card, but because it's in the good spot, it means the opposite thing to what it means. We really, cool. have, we really should have buried him in a friggin' sealed iron box. Hey, at some point you dug up the man's grave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we were very relieved to see he was still Yes. Yeah. Hold on to that. <laughs> Let us see what challenges you in the present. Oh, maybe that one. I'm not having good luck with the spread. That one there? Not at all. That was my old card. So That was Hero's card? No, that was that one. That was was the first card, right? Yeah. Yeah. Came up before. Ah, there. The Wanderer. This is a card of the Collector, that which finds value in those that others regard as junk or trash. We have seen the Wanderer in your reads before. Mm. Here I see in your presence that others will cross your path, a great many of them in the festival, perhaps in the days beyond. Mm. Many people whom you may find strange, perhaps even worthless, some are Odd beyond measure. Some seem undisciplined. Some too disciplined. Some physically repulsive to you. Yet they all have their value. Collecting some of them may be of worth to you. Mm-hmm. Can I catch them all? <laughs> <clears throat> Let us see what guidance I may offer you for the future. Let us pray for wisdom. Yes. No wisdom? Wisdom is so lacking. No wisdom. No wisdom. No wisdom. Uh, I got a tyrant which is matching, and this one's matched perfectly. Mm. Juggler. There's lots of balls in the air. Yeah. (laughs) One of them's them's silver, you can tell. (laughs) He's juggling planets. That one's definitely up pro as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm pretty I mean, sure Castle Bronze is a tyrant, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. 
Yeah. He may even trump over the juggler, who knows. Voice of the editor here. A visual gag alert here that you can't see on the audio. Uh, Zalara keeps trying to reach for the tyrant to touch it, but her hand keeps getting drawn to the juggler repeatedly. There. The tyrant. <laughs> Excuse me. There. The tyrant. The tyrant represents... The tyrant represents Cassavon. You know that... <laughs> yeah, the tyrant represents Cassavon. And yet I am drawn instead to the juggler. <laughs> She's just putting the cards down with somewhat bewilderment. <clears throat> we know his evil is upon your future, but whenever I think of him, I see the juggler. We have seen this card before as well, and these two are linked. Oh. Castle Vaughan is the one I have seen when last I read the cards for Silver Rose. I saw this before in a read of Silver's future too. The juggler, the gods themselves, having pieces they juggle removed from their grips. Someone is playing with the fate of the gods themselves. I saw someone close to Silver, but not mm. him. Someone related to the line of Mandravius. Now I know who it is. Casavon? Casavon steps. Interferes with far more than the city. I thought he had some sort of scheme to get out of his contract with Asmodeus. Yep. Now you are closer to having an idea of what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, jeez. While the cards may be unclear in terms of how they will help you at Scarwall and your path to it, I hope that when the time comes, they will bring you some guidance or wisdom. Thank you. But I sense it will be limited. Have one, have one faith point. <laughs> well, it's happened to me like three times. So <laughs> yeah, I feel it. That's fine. I don't. Everyone had the option to take the fate to take the feet that gives them extra ones. And you know why we didn't? Because Flora was doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, who's not on the party now? You were twelfth. You were twelfth level, and you got a feat, and no one took it. Yep. I, I wanted I thunder and fang. I'm happy to have thunder and fang. You've got the one that gives you. Uh, can I... Oh, the, or do you want this sitting here? Uh, I'm possibly going to reference it again, but oh, if you no need to do, no. do your character stuff. I'd just be looking up to my... Oh, I got the one that gives me extra other one. Right. Yeah, there's there's one that gives you extra cards, yeah. and there's a trait that gives you extra points whenever you have a reading yeah. done for you. Yeah, I wish I had actually thought of that. That would have been perfect, because I, oh, I inherited... closed it. I inherited Zalara's deck, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I took the um, one that gives me more powerful fate points instead because I wanted something vaguely destiny oriented. I should have taken the, one of those believer in the cards ones. Oh, so. you haven't st- started level yet, so. Well. So, who then do the cards speak to next? The figures will go, yeah. Yeah, Silver. Okay, fair enough. Silver, speak of the devil. 
Silver oh. Rose. The cards call to you. Let us look to your past. Wisdom. Oh, opposite card at the bottom. The big sky. That came on too. Yeah, and you've got the mute hag. One wisdom card already doing better than Lucy. Yeah. The big sky. In its proper place. This card can show epic and great moments. The slaves of a nation being freed. Momentous and powerful change, casting off old shackles, as you have endeavoured to do in your past. <clears throat> but misaligned, it can represent those shackles, creating a worse fate, freeing you from one destiny to lock you into a worse one. I see this as a path from your past to your future. You have tried to stop being more Delmandrevious, become something else. You could lead somewhere worse, but I do not believe that will be the case. I believe this card speaks to others, allies of yours of a sort, whose paths you have crossed before. Those who have sought out the wisdom of the gods to find new paths for themselves to take away their pain. <clears throat> only to find they are worse shackled than before. You have steered people to new paths before with kindness and spirit. It is possible that such a thing will come again. I see you will have an opportunity to. That's promising. Hmm. Alright. And neutral. Let us see what is written in your present. Oh, partial alignment. Also partial alignment. <laughs> okay, so we've got two partial alignments here. Oh, actually, that's a partial, partial two, isn't it? Yeah, because it's, 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 it's one neutral. neutral. Yeah. So three partial matches. Oh, pick your pick your bane. Lucy had the Actually, that, yeah. they're all pretty appropriate to the situation, actually. Yeah. Near yeah. the empty throne. <laughs> That's me. The rebellion. Yeah, it's all. I think the peacock was about paralysis or something, wasn't it? It's a great beauty frozen in time. You yeah, are, you, it's that's about not staying me. the same to your detriment. Yeah, it's your dad. That was more of a, a Lucy thing. My previous character had the Empty Throne this is card. Yeah. Oh, Empty Throne. I see the Empty Throne in your present. You will encounter its power in the days to come. The throne is about the past. The ghost you see there, haunting the morning, shows that the past is always with us, whether we would have it or not. That the lessons of the past are waiting to be whispered to us, if we would learn them. This card will bring information from far distant sources for you. See the ghosts of the past 
more literal than metaphorical in the present to come. <clears throat> we have seen the lost already and spoken of your family. I see them there, dead, but not gone, not yet. Not until their message is heard. Let us see what is written in your future. Oh, that's a partial alignment with the thing. Just the one wisdom. So, part alignment there, part alignment there. Oh, how? Neutral. Neutral. That's mm-hmm. neutral evil, is it not? Yeah. yeah. And that's Isn't a neutral... It neutral that way, though? Yeah, but it's neutral this it's way as well. Oh, okay, is that how it works? Okay. <clears throat> so the thing with the crows... There's quaff coming after me. Murder, lies, treachery, and deceit. That's the crows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the crows. Well done, <laughs> The crows... Where they appear, there is theft, there is murder, there is shocking loss. I see this in your future surrounding you and overcoming you. It is not what you will lose, but you will walk through a place so haunted and corrupted by death and pain and loss that it screams in your head even as you sleep. There is no peace in Scowl beyond. There is only terrible pain and death, murder and blood. I see it everywhere. Every step you take in that dark place, death is clawing at you. Be ready for it. Guard yourself against such darkness and death. <clears throat> That is what I see off the cards. <laughs> that was pretty grim. <laughs> well, it may not bring you peace. I hope it will bring you life. Hey, you're going to change some hearts. <laughs> yeah, in the past. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get to change the hearts of people who have um, put on new shackles in their past. Ah. Uh, so, one wisdom card giving you two fate points. Yay! So, before I do my reading... Yep. I um took the um uh one of the heroic ones that gives me a plus two bonus on my fate points for my twelfth level feat. Sure. Um I was wondering if I could switch that to um that believer in the cards harrow one because it's sort of a more campaign oriented one and um You are a believer in the cards. I, I am a believer in the cards and I've inherited the I believe in the cards. And it seems like a nice way of sort of carrying on what I'm doing, you know, in Flora's absence. Uh, so Believer in the Cards is a trait, so what you're taking for your feet is extra traits, so you get that and another one. Okay. Um, yeah. 
And what that gives you is whenever the GM gives you a Harrow reading at the start of the adventure, you gain two Harrow, you gain two fate points. Sweet. That sounds excellent. Yeah. Do you so, yes, yeah, so I will take extra traits, and I will take Believer yeah, in the Cards as one of my traits. And you another trait at your leisure. Yeah, the other trait will be something that, um, you know, isn't as crucial to right now as the, the, this is. Helen wants them special, special, precious fake points. I do want them special, special, precious fake points. Jack, thank you for carrying my deck when Flora's family carried her from the spa. Let us see what guidance I can offer you. Opposite. Oh. Uh, the polar opposite of the demon's lantern is the best one there. And yet... Just the tones in there. He's yeah. there again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is this is like it just comes out of the end of it, right? Then spooky The tempest or partial? The trumpet. The trumpet. And yes, it is. Because it's lawful good. Yeah, but that one's a polar opposite because it should be there. There. I am drawn to the demon's lantern. <clears throat> I, for myself, and perhaps Elagos the same, believe all things happen for a reason. I mourned the death of my son at the hands of Gatron Lamb. I confronted him over it, and I died. These are sad stories, but I believe they happen for a reason. I believe I'm here to guide you. Just as I believe that our fates and our paths take us where we must go for a reason. It is not always a pleasant journey, but we must have faith in the Lady of Fate and where the river will take us. <clears throat> I see your past in the Demon's Lantern, Jack. A life of thievery, scurrying, taking what you can, stealing, borrowing, grubbing. I see you at the Academy. How fine your mind is irrelevant when you cannot afford their tuitions. You sweep, you rub, and you borrow what is left around. A pot of magical ink here. An unguarded spell there to copy. No one sees the sweeper at the back of the lecture hall. So busy, and yet so little has been swept. <laughs> I assume you did something of a job. <laughs> yes, I merely cleaned the areas where they were teaching illusion and magic more yeah. thoroughly than other areas. <laughs> not teaching well, perhaps magic. there was an well, illusionary spell of it being to, cleaned. To be honest, I imagine it's kind of like you worked 11 hours on your 8-hour shift sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I do not think it is coincidence that here at this table with us, there is one who has been around most inches of the Academy, all but the most hidden parts. I do not believe it is coincidence that you are here when we face a mire of traps, magical, a mire of magical traps, confusions and dilemmas designed to obfuscate and lose us, to guide it, to block us out of the breaching festival. We need a thief to get us where we want to go. A trap breaker, a mage, and someone familiar with the Academy. Demon's Lantern sits misaligned here. It represents a guide 
arriving at the perfect moment to show us the way. (laughs) (laughs) Your past has made you who you are. He has brought you to this point for a reason. That's so cool. Excitement. Yeah, I'm really excited about this adventure. It's a wisdom card. There's a wisdom card. That's partially aligned. That's partially aligned there. That. I appreciate people working out the alignments for me. I struggle with them. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I can't get over the fact that, that both of them are like that. Yeah. So there is two partial alignments with vision and the brass door. Vision. Weren't you brass door as one of your cards was? Once, yeah. Yeah. In the Constitution um, book. Hmm. Makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. It's too literal. I'm a a silver dwarf, thank you. Bronze is the other card. (laughs) Yeah. I see the vision. This draws me. It is a card of arcane knowledge. As well you know, the arcane arcane knowledge can bring great power. But power is not in itself a solution, no matter how much some would say otherwise. Power needs to be exercised with wisdom to know when to use it. And power used against you can be a terrible thing. I see the vision assaulting your mind in the challenges you will face in the present to come. I see your visions. I see fear. And I see darkness. They are not real. But that does not make the threat any less deadly. I see things you fear eating into your mind, threatening your body, your sanity, your life. I hear a voice echoing. Hello, Corpier. Yeah. It's meant to be that creepy. Let us see what's written in your future. Mountain Man is a line down here. Yeah. It's partial. It is card of a physical power beyond one's control. Most obviously a giant, an army, an earthquake, something in that neighborhood. But the mountain man here speaks to me of decay and of death. There are powers in the sky or beyond. Powers who stand out well above the others in an island of decay and death. Guardians. Key guardians. Dead. Not all of them, but many. Yet being dead has not diminished their power. If anything, it has made it greater. And you will have no choice but to stand against them. For you cannot prevail on Skullwall while they still stand. 
There you go. Right. Tomorrow approves mm. of this mess. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of right. Yeah. There's a reason a lot of undead don't like the sun. <laughs> Alright. And one wisdom, two two for me, plus yep. a bonus two. Yay! Yay. A of four. Yeah, I've decided nice. thing I'm going to get a low low count in every spread. I'm going to um, start... You've got to cheat it. I'm going to start taking some extra powers. Cheat the system, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, it's the fact that we're putting two systems on top of each other. Yeah. And using the adventure cards and then using the arrow readings in the system. Yeah, yeah, it's, um... <clears throat> it's more complicated. I could have dropped it and just kept the hero readings, but... Uh, uh, we like having hero points. We're yeah. used to having them. Yeah. And um, it, we may get a little confused, but we have done a lot of fun things with the um, with the hero points over the um, course of the game. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. Aaron got a big boost with, with a couple of things. Like the strength one. Yeah, we all use the strength yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking with... of which, Garen's. Yeah, Garen. Garen. Let us see what is written in the cards for you. Good start. <laughs> Brastorf, it's in, it's in the correct position. Yeah, oh, that's the tyrant. Tyrant's in the perfect position yeah. as well. That's hard to ignore. Yeah, I think it's going to be the tyrant. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, last time it was the juggler. Yeah, but this yeah. is this is Carsevon's card in the perfect spot. <laughs> yeah, perfectly aligned in the past. The tyrant. I'm certain of it this time. (laughs) (laughs) We know what this card represents. The dragon clawing into the orb. We know we know from your researchers what you have learned of Castlebond's past. The warlord, the tyrant, the despot of Belzer. That his armies and his influence spread his darkness and his fear moving across the land, sweeping away all who stood before him. We know that he survived his confrontation with Mandravius the hero. We know that a part of him somehow still exists, carried now by you, by Silver Rose, <clears throat> by Queen Eliosa. We know that Casabon's link to the past is still here in the present, but in this card I see his his past. It is still as alive today as it was then. Casabon <laughs> is is there, or rather Casabon's past. Locked in a moment in time. And I see you encountering it. You will meet him. Or of sort. In Scarwall. Spooky. <coughs> oh, that son of a bitch. The, the the contract is his soul passes on when he dies, right? Yes. Which, so he, which what, he very obviously has not. So what if he stops time at the moment of his death? Hmm? Could be. 
That would stop the contract. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'd certainly put the contract on hold. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, impossible in a broader sense, but certainly in a localised area. Like, <laughs> custom-built demi-plane. Yes. Okay. Let's see what's happened. <laughs> Let us see what is in your presence. So she says, Marriage. not your past there, but custom. Oh, there's another Marriage. wisdom. <laughs> So those two are partially aligned, and that's partially aligned. All of them are. Yeah. Nice. It's <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Love. Love. True love. Except that's totally not what it means. <laughs> <laughs> those are the sort. That's Neil Anderson's car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am drawn in your present to the marriage. Your wife will return. <laughs> That's the future. You are one of few here at this table who have actually been married. Who have actually been married. <laughs> and and one is. Discounting myself, perhaps the only one to have done so voluntarily. <laughs> hey! Have you been married? Yes! Right. Thank you. Do we marry to the dragon? I don't have to answer this question. <laughs> if you want to know if he was ever married a dragon, you have to ask him in character. <laughs> I see here... Yeah, in that case, I'll rewind that yeah. one. You're one of those you're one of those at this table who has been married. But just as you see the water weird and the fire elemental married here, just because a union is made upon vows does not mean it will go happily. <laughs> what was that thing for? <laughs> the divorce pat. <laughs> <laughs> a marriage can bring forth happiness and joy. It can be a ruinous joining of those which never should have been reunited. And in some cases it can be both. For there are blessings of children. But your children are not here, Garen. They have gone on to their own lives, as all children do. Some reluctantly. Some enthusiastically. I think everyone who knows you would call you a good man at heart, but perhaps not the easiest one to be close to, especially by a relation of blood. And yet that relation of blood is always there, for the marriage is a card of permanent change. And though your family may drift in and out of your orbit through their own lives, they will always be a part of you, and you will always be a part of them. I see your children in this. Some of them return to Corvosa. <gasps> they too see parts of their destiny here. Cool. You will have a chance to enter a union with them again. How well disastrously it will end. <laughs> that, is re- that the cards do not show me. What if one of your children's in the... Is, what, is the person you're trying to think of the name of? Unlikely. Okay. Yeah. Let's see what it's in the cards. 
the future. Like <clears throat> things, you'd, That's you'd, polar opposite. You'd probably have um, a few S's. In there. I suppose there are a few S's in there, but Silversmith. No, I was thinking more somebody took somebody else's last name. Ooh, opposite. Oh, that's oh. an opposite. Two opposite. Yep, that's an opposite and a special. Oh, oh. the dancer. So Delara deals out the fiend, the liar, and then flips the last card and disappears. Then oh. She's, she's in process of flipping it, and the card falls, spins once, twice, blows in a non-existent wind, and then falls flat. Oh. And for a moment there is total silence. And Zalara is gone. And then a moment later, she appears. And she goes pale white. Are you okay? I... Yes, uh, of course. This reading is for you. And it does not bode well. Hmm. I see doom. Something dire is coming. The power is simply not there to prevent loss and doom. Doom and suspense. (laughs) Doom and suspense. We we broke Zalara. You did break Zalara. Such a lovely card. I've explicitly got a whole bunch of things to about what happens if the dance is the last thing dealt out. It's a lovely card that you flipped. So the dance is the last one brought out, so it breaks the lava. <laughs> Especially when it's a polar opposite. Well, that's that's when it's the, when it's misaligned. Yeah, it's total misaligned because that's that so makes that's it the, the worst last. position it could be. Yeah, and that's the big dramatic thing. <clears throat> Damn it! <laughs> so the good news is you don't get a bad reading. <laughs> Excuse me. Here, I see the fiend. The card of a lawful evil uh, aligned in the Catholic good position. Uh, the fiend depicts a devil, uh, a creature that swallows the innocent, the deaths of many, and a great calamity. Misaligned, it can mean salvation from this this calamity. There. I did in, in Scarwall. Uh, those and a fiend, a creature that, that controls and destroys. But you will bring light into Scarwall. You will. You will have an opportunity to stop it if you take the guidance of the Winged Serpent. There are many evil foes arrayed against you in Scarwall. Many, many of them. Judge the power of the gods and when to call upon it wisely. And uh, people can give me a sense motive check. Yeah, she didn't tell us the thing yeah, that she was no. going to tell us. Uh, now, 
Zero. My last one over there, can I borrow yours? Okay. Yeah, your dice. I'll just roll it for a sec. Uh, uh, seven plus a lot. Twenty-two. I don't. I, I roll a four. I don't know exactly what my sense modifier mm-hmm. modifier is, but I don't think that was going to be good enough to pick up on anything. What's our well, next? What's our next race? Race? No. no. Oh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of were doing this. Yeah, yeah we, we were, we're we wasn't getting harrowed. We, we yeah. just figured we'd. It was very harrowed. Yeah, 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 there aren't usually skill rolls in it. Well, Garin drew the magic card. Negative one for Garin, so that's a zero together. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she seems um, obviously distracted and confused. She has seen a terrible vision of doom in the fiend. Um, she says that she has seen some powerful evil foe you must face, oh, which doesn't really surprise you training. in Scarwall. You're nice. expecting horrible, um, evil, demonic monsters 31. of some kind. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I got yeah, Perhaps, Garen, she's seen something terrible in your future, but... Has faith you can overcome it? I got 31. And I rolled natural 20. Yeah, <laughs> good on you. 24. So anyone who's beating a 15. Yeah. <laughs> the three of them. Yeah. So you see it's all about this. Yeah. yeah. And Zalara actively stops, regathers herself, takes several breaths, and then for the first time you've ever seen lies in a reading. Uh, The Fiend is not the card that she read there. She sees energy in it. What she told Garin is true, but it is not the most powerful piece of that spread that speaks to her first. Um, As with all these things, like she could also theoretically tell Garin things about the Queen Mother, but the marriage seems more important to her. It has more energy of destiny about it. It is not the fiend that speaks to her here, it is the dance. And she does not see Garin's doom in it, but her own. Oh. She has just had a terrible vision of her own impending horrible doom. Something dire will happen to her. Yikes. So does anybody say anything at that point? Um... Uh, and the dance for the for the record, um, which people would know or be easily able to ascertain, the lawful good card of dexterity. It is a rich and delicate framework that, like the universe itself, requires everyone within it to abide by the rules, lest the entire construct collapse. You must stay in perfect step, knowing your place. Those who step out of the pattern do so at their own peril. For somebody who is, in fact, a ghost who is totally yeah. violating the rules of the universe by existing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, is she solid enough to be able to touch? Yes. Um, Silver will get up out of his seat and move over to her and, and put his hand on her, her back reassuringly. Are you sure? I am sure that Garin has the strength within him to overcome what he will face in Scarborough. And that he will return God's willing, to Corvosa to prevent Carsabon's evil. That is what matters here. The greater victory. Are you also married to, you also married to? My time's already passed. Oh, 
That's not the full picture, though, is it? Let us see what the future shows Alicos. <laughs> she says, just like tries to push. Yeah, how much you want to let her do this or not? But she she makes a very blatant effort to just like brush you off and move on. It's Alara. Because I hadn't picked up on the ring, no, but no. I hear what Silver's saying. What is going on? Nothing that need concern any of you. You're my friend. You're our friend as well. I saw a doom in the cards. And as everybody sits around the table, you give me a party charisma check. Yay! Yay! Oh, that's better. Twenty-five. Thirty-four. Thirty-six. D twenty. <laughs> I haven't unpacked you yet. Yeah, there it is. No, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like, you have to die soon, woman. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead already. Onto on the afterlife. Charisma wants you back. Yes. <laughs> All things end, bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know see only death in your future. <laughs> death from people pissed off with your snark. That was out of character. Yeah. He's just thinking those But things. I see it in the cards. I'm <laughs> sorry, kick. So, sorry, I heard Alagos is no one else's. Right. 32, what was it? 36, 30, 25. Oh, sorry, 34. 13! It's a great number. <laughs> The fiend, the fiend does fall to me, for Garen. But in the last and final card of the spread, the future to come, it is this: the dance. Could you turn around? She's just like she doesn't, like she doesn't want to touch. No, no, that's what she wants to do. But she doesn't yeah. want to touch the card. <laughs> yeah. It is strongly misaligned. <laughs> I see my doom in it. A dire fate. I do not know what it is. I only hear myself scream. But I cannot die. I'm already dead. I had assumed when my task was done here that I would move on. Whatever Verasma brings us next. Perhaps not. But you have risked your lives for this city many times. And the fact that I am dead does not mean I cannot do the same. And I must. What we can do though is we can find out what may cause this. And see if we can prevent it. I see what I see. I only see my doom and my screams. It sounds like something scary might be going to happen, and that's pretty bad. But we'll. I wasn't. You were already dead before I found out you needed help last time. I'll do whatever I can to help you. I know you care more about Kovosa than you do about yourself. We won't sacrifice the city for you, 
but we won't leave you in the lurch either if there's anything we can do to help you pass on when the time is right. Your soul deserves to be happy as well. The way is always open to those who seek it. I agree with Alagos. No disrespect here, but I don't think the future is entirely between the cards. Do you want to just take a moment before we move on to the next reading? I think so. And she steps, gets up, like physically steps away from the table a couple of paces and then disappears. It's no longer quite as abrupt. Silver will scoop up the cards and put it put it in yeah. the hero deck so that she doesn't yep. have to touch it while it's still on the table. And let's give Garen his three hero points. Yay, three sure, he points. did well. Yeah. Three or is it four? Three. three. So he could there was two three. wisdom There's cards. There's two wisdom cards in the card. Yeah, that's what I was uh, asking. The dance is not actually a wisdom card, it is just on my yes. particularly significant list. So I this got the card of my card, didn't I? Yes. Yeah. yeah cool. You right. got two from our um, f- a fake weird vision thing. The yeah. carnival and the devil's lantern. Yeah. Yes. Although, and the devil's lantern I've actually had before because that was my uh, card if, in the deck. If thing. people didn't record the cards, I do have them. Yeah, yeah no, that, that, that's okay. I'm just done. Um, so. And she yeah. reappears after a few minutes pass. Let us see what is, what is written in your past and future. Uh, that well, was, that was my own card. Cyclone, polar opposite. Well, yep, you've hard got to ignore two it. true matches there, I believe. Uh, no, one misaligned, one true match. Mm. So it's the true match. Hang on, which is the true match? Is that, well, no, that's that's one, is it not? no, that's no, that's the neutral. It's a, that's a partial match. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, it's. That the cyclone's misaligned. Yeah. No, no, the survivor's it's... neutral good, yeah. 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 So I thought it was cyclone's I always get confused because it should be in other places, but yeah. Mm. I am I am the survivor, I survived that battle. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna remind you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if there's anybody who's not, you know, following the dance of the cosmos is the bloody time traveler over here <laughs> who came to our world through a dream. Yep. Pretty sure that's breaking multiple rules there. Yeah. In your past I am drawn to the cyclone. We have seen this before. A force that tears through whatever it needs. Not a natural disaster, despite what you may see. Look at the face of the cyclone. It is malevolent. It wants suffering. He winces. You have encountered Castle Bomb and its forces before. You know what suffering their plots bring. But the cyclone sits here misaligned entirely. In the place of law and goodness where your heart sits. I see your past confrontations with the fearmonger, the terrible one. 
The cyclone in this position misaligned indicates renewal. You have been brought far, far from your old life. Changed in almost every way that matters. I cannot imagine how terrible a journey it has been for you, but in this card I see that it has not and will not be all bad. Yes! All <laughs> bad! All bad! An improvement. Suddenly Elagos is your friend. <laughs> it has brought you out of your life. But I wonder, as I look into the cyclone, how much was truly lost of that life? And how many are things, how much of it are things that are better left behind? I see an empty, cavernous place. It is full with goods, glinting knowledge, and yet it is empty. You are entirely alone there. The future brings you to a place that does not glitter. There are no books, no great lenses, no assemblage of things that shine in the darkness. And yet, outside of that cave, in this future, you are not alone. <coughs> Perhaps it all changes for the worse. Yay. Yay. Let us see what is written in your present. Ooh, that's partial misaligned. There's the fucking tyranny! Every spread also partial misaligned, the liar. Every spread. So the top and the bottom. Every spread! Yeah, he's there and he wants everyone to know it. Yeah, by the way. Are you doing this deliberately? No. You've watched me shuffle the deck. Oh, wow. No, I, I, I stack the original one, so I yeah. pick what card you get. I have no control over wow. it from there. Yeah, he wants us to dull. He's coming for us. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it can unfortunately get dull if everyone pulls very similar spreads. Mm. But no, the fact that the tyrant is just coming up again and again and again is fate. Not the, <laughs> I swear, it is not the GM manipulating the deck in any way. Wow. It's awesome. <sighs> she... Looks and sort of just sighs slightly and rubs at her face. Here we see Casavon again. <laughs> for his influence touches and permeates every part of all our lives in these days. And just saying the whole thing with like the Chamber of Secrets, like Casavon is my past, yeah. my present, and, and my, my future. <laughs> <laughs> but though his energies corrupt everything in this spread. It is not that card that calls me most. It is this. Betrayal. Dun, dun, dun. The betrayal speaks particularly to me. I see allies of a sort. Both are kindred spirits of yours, Alagos. Or at least so it would appear in the flesh. <clears throat> Yet in many ways, yet in nearly all ways that matter, they share nothing in, sorry, in many ways that matter they share nothing in common with you. The pair of them will meet with you again, one for the first time, one for a second. And for the rest of you, 
a second and a third. I see two figures here. One tall, grey and sombre. One spiked and young and lithe and laughing. I see an alliance of necessity. I see strength and knowledge and great value for it. And I see betrayal. I see the potential. Or is it perhaps even a certainty? That where one may age you, one may turn against you. Postal again. Which two? Um, Hide Slady. Shadow Count Seal and Seal. Um, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Bones. I thought so too. Mm. Which one will betray us though? It'll be Seal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to already establish that. <laughs> I don't know, Leori is the more unpredictable one. Yeah. yeah. Alright, let us see what is written in the future. The dance, except for this one, this time it's only partially misaligned. But it comes up again. And wisdom card! Yeah, yeah, wisdom, wisdom card! And it's also partial alignment as well. So, two partial alignments. And dance appears in the future again. Again. Poor Zalara. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's and, not positive light. And, and again, she turns. Slightly white in this. I've, I've literally got it on my special list. The dance. This card represents Solara. <laughs> um, so, what have we got there? We've got a partial. Partial match. and a partial. Partial and sickness. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, it is also a partial and sickness the... as well. That's Gadron Lamb's card, isn't it? Yeah. The, um, Hothkeeper one. Maybe Gadron Lamb's coming back and shit. I don't care. I don't know who he is. Who wants to take all the poppets? Well, you have to care. No, he's not coming back. As long as his son stays dead, then it's okay with me. I can hear little Gadron Lamb. This is frickin' creepy-ass son. <sighs> Him and his obsession with Mordell. Yeah. Dance. I see it again. There is a grim terror and certainty to it. Doth it pertain to my future, milady, or thine own? Both. Yours as strongly as mine, she says, and it gives Elvis like this real sideways look. <laughs> yeah. The dance is part of line in its proper place here. A card of order, the framework of the universe, the order that you believe in, where the dead are dead and go on to their resting place, their final fate as the lady decides. Scowl is not such a place. The dead walk and they walk and they never rest. They never move from that place. I see a place that will offend you 
place. It will stink of corruption to you. And it's not Kobosa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this is this even more, no, even more than Kobosa. Yeah. Scowl is the past you left behind. Scowl, the scowl beyond. Scowl within is the future. That, excuse me. The scowl within is an order of the universe that you hate. That you would put an end to. And it is possible that such a thing is within your grasp. To put down the spirits of the restless dead. To move them on to their next life. To send them whether they would choose to be sent or no. <laughs> Slightly narrowed eyes again. But we will see whether you are up to facing the challenges of such a complex dance. Oh my, is there a rivalry between the two of them now? Oh, There's always, always been, been a rivalry. rivalry. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a return rivalry. I All mean. souls deserve peace. <clears throat> I'm being nice. <laughs> Jack's watching. He, he has to explicate because it's really hard to tell. <laughs> it's like, it's a threat, but it's a nice threat. <laughs> wow, a lot of that ended up being about Scarwall and very little about the breaching festival. <laughs> I think the breaching festival is just less ominous. So yeah. I get to... No, it's, it's very much in what cards came out. Yeah. There are ones that are about the um, breaching festival. The carnival is, in fact, um, kind of heavily about it, but... Um, the dance is just so... Yeah. Uh, that's the one in the <laughs> in the right spot. Yeah. The carnival's in the wrong so spot. So I write two in my harrow points, or harrow uh, card, number of cards. Uh, so... The bottom one should say current fate points. The bottom one should say current fate points, so cross out harrow and write fate. Oh. Okay. And that's... that's that will make um, life easier for you to... And that's where you put your two. Yep, and you are gaining two. One for the carnival that you've drawn in that spread, and one for the... Um, uh, whatever it was that you drew earlier, the Queen Mother. Yeah. So I would, as the reading draws to a close, I have some announcements about what I've taken, but we sure. can finish the scene with Lara first. And then, um... So, Marxist, that is what I see in the energies that the cards have at this time. <clears throat> I will speak with you again if that is our future and our fate but we shall see Jack will hold her hand yep she holds your hand and starts to fade and disappears so Jack will and the cards them safely away merely feel soft and asleep and at peace yay Okay. Okay. Back to you guys. So, um, I am retconning my, um, feet, and instead of Fate of the Chosen, I am taking extra traits, which gives me two more traits. Mm -hmm. And I am taking Believer in the Cards, which gets me plus two Fate points in every Harrow reading. Mm -hmm. 
And Student of Steel, which says I have studied under Ben Carlo Rossini. Yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I'm so happy with that. Thank I looked at that and I was like, yes, that's perfect. What does that give you? A plus two bonus to confirm critical hits. Ooh. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, yeah so it is nice. But so to be honest, it's pretty much all about the character and the, the, yeah. the ability is entirely secondary. I was like, wait, I hadn't done this at the start of the campaign, but I now I have. Because you didn't, you didn't know that you were going to need it. Yeah, yeah, but now now I have done Well, also, I really, really needed the two traits that I... I mean, one right. of them is my backstory trait, and the other one's the St. Helica one, oh, so, so that was important. So we nice. have to go do some tests or something? Yep, so that's um, the line um, of reading. Uh, we yeah, need to pick our domains. Yeah, but also... Um, yeah, she's... That was that wasn't just her screaming. That was her dying. There are ways for us. Jack will put the cards away in the yeah. bag. Just so that, <laughs> yeah. that, that, you'll, 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 wait, you'll wait until the cards yeah. are in the bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, it doesn't actually prevent Zara from hearing us, but it makes me feel better. And then that's um, there are ways for a spirit to not pass on. It, it does happen. How would that? Like, how how could you do that with a, a spirit? A malign influence ensnaring a soul. But I'm hoping... She's effectively haunting the deck. If she was cast out from it, that could hurt her. But it wouldn't necessarily mean that she wouldn't pass on. I'm hoping if something bad is going to happen, it's going to be of that nature. So what, with, with how Blackjack's been corrupted, has she got Jack looks, and when you say that, Jack looks away from, looks down or away from you. Yeah. Is that a similar thing? No. I think just like it's possible for people to die, it's possible for spirits to die too. That's what she saw, I think. So... I just don't know if that means something bad happening to her that means she passes on, or something bad happening to her that hurts her, or something bad happening to her that's worse. Can I make a knowledge religion check? Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Silver wants to understand what's going on here. Um... He's, he's just like, okay, what happens when you die? Okay, so there are simple things that could center on, and Zalara herself is only going to provide you with very limited guidance as to what it could be, because she's just seen sort of a dire vision indistinctly. Um, So she is a ghost in every sense of the word. She is haunting the deck. Um, There are several things that would, for want of a better word, kill her, um, for starters, you could simply resolve her, her issue, which would send her on. Like, there is that a would reason, be peaceful. There is a reason that yeah. she is haunting the deck. But she said she was screaming. Yeah. Yes. Which indicates less that she's being moved along and more that she's being trapped in some yep, yep. horrible... I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, just sorry. giving you all the options. So, um, you, you could resolve her problem, essentially, when she feels that the spirits of the dead in Corvosa no longer require her to channel wisdom to you she will simply fade. So, effectively, this campaign will probably end up with her moving on mm. and dead. 
because that's sort of her destiny. Mm. Yeah. Um, but as, as Eligor says, that's not kind of what she sees here because that doesn't go with screaming. That goes with, ah, peace, the job is done. <laughs> um, secondly, you could violently banish her. Like, Eligos is actually capable of turning her yeah. and could do so. And indeed, in theory... And she knows that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's the relationship You there. could, in fact, actively destroy her in the process of doing so, yeah. if you chose to. In fact, it's possible that if she's actively manifested and out of her deck and you throw a turning, that you could kill her without actually intending to, because it depends how powerful a ghost she is, but you've never seen her do anything mm. beyond just kind of sit there and read the cards. Yeah. So she's probably not filled with awesome powers and lots of levels. What happens if you turn a ghost? Do they do their souls go back to Phrasma or do uh, they go somewhere else? If you don't have enough hit dice over them, they run away. If you have enough hit dice over them, they go... <laughs> yeah, but do they go to Phrasma? Yes. Okay, so that's not a, a terrible death, that's just a... But no, a scream- but it's a painful one. It's screaming. like being set on oh, fire. Is it? Yeah, okay. being, uh, um, screaming is a not uncommon response to being violently turned. Yeah. Oh, that explains okay. why if, she was giving me the yes, side eye. Yeah, yes. like <laughs> if, if I murder you with a flamethrower, your soul will still go on to heaven, in theory. Okay. But that doesn't change the fact that me murdering you with a flamethrower would yeah, be yeah, extremely yeah. painful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if Elagos channels enough positive energy into Zalara to kill her, she will go, Oh, God! Okay, because that's the um, when you use the turning in that like if you talk a spirit into (laughs) accepting that their time has passed, that's a lot of talking, and then they just voluntarily leave. Yeah, turning is more kicking them through the door and slamming it behind. I get get that side of it. I wasn't I I wasn't sure what happened after the turning. Yeah, no, they they go to Ferrari. Elagos could also in theory kill her by um with sufficient positive energy, as could Silver actually or Gara. Several yeah. people in the party yeah. are capable of achieving this goal if they if they desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would kill her. Um, any other cleric could also do that, and an evil cleric could, in theory, enslave her. Yeah, that's what I by mean. commanding her. So yeah. theoretically, if Octavia found the deck, yeah, yeah, she but could... she is never ever yeah, going this, to make this sort of thing. Elidus, you understand that all these sort of things will largely just pass over yeah. Zalara while she's in the deck, yeah, because the She's just sort of haunting around the object. When she's manifested, when she's more there, then she's going to get caught by that kind of thing. She's vulnerable. So when she's a static deck, it's not um, so much of an issue? Yeah. I'm thinking of two things. Um, one, um, Carter Vaughn and his love of causing suffering for the sake of suffering. And two... Um, the ghosts of the city being corrupted in some way. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I was yeah. like, "Is it oh, similar yeah. to what I had made that, yeah. I had then, made that yeah. connection?" And then the right. last, the last one on that list is the sort of super evil soldier, soldier yeah. piece of things where you can't move on because I'm keeping your soul in this box. Yeah, we've yeah. probably told you at some point about the fact that the um, pilot princess recently touched the city. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Yeah. There's yeah, a few so things going on in the city. It is possible agree. that Zalara herself could become corrupted by the, the fear permeating the city, which would possibly corrupt her in the same way it has Blackjack. She ended up as something else. Yikes. But would that make her scream? It would Potentially if she was suffering. Yeah, yeah, possibly it would make her scream inside. But what, I'm, what I was wondering about, and I don't know if this is a possibility... It's something that could theoretically destroy a soul, where instead of trapping them in the jar or forcing them to pass on, they could be... No. 
Cool. There is so, no there is no force in the universe that is capable of out and out destroying a soul. You can stop one ending up where it's supposed to go temporarily by enslaving it, but you cannot ever prevent us. You cannot ever destroy a soul utterly. Caveat: uh, hmm? nothing inside the universe. There are things outside the universe who can pull that off. Admittedly, <laughs> I like Jared's version. Yeah. Jared's version is a, has a happier ending. Okay, so, like if, so if, if somebody casts soul trap on you and puts your soul in this jar, you're fucked, you know, in the sense that your soul is not going anywhere, but in theory that jar can still be broken yeah, and some... your soul will move on largely undamaged. It's because the time doesn't pass when you're so in the jar. So doing fun little um, uh, test things that are yes. easy and not at all doomish. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to find out what's happening to Lucy here? Yes. Oh, yes. I count twenty-two domains. Are you, you've counted twenty-two domains. Yeah. So if we drop evil and law, why are you dropping doing, it? Because we're doing a uh, it, then really not Lucy. <laughs> yeah, but there's still a, an option. Law for a wild mage. I drop Jared, law, not evil. Jared, what do you do? You yeah. Drop law because that doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Sense. So that makes it 20, 21, 21 if we drop law. Okay. I'm not dropping evil because she's just <laughs> leaning very far on yeah. evil. Now, just because she hit you with a suit of armor. Yeah. Now, this is, this is not, um, this is divine wrath, so it's not power that's coming from Lucy. Mm. It's so power that's coming from Lucy's think, faith, but because yeah. Lucy doesn't have a, a primary deity, it's power that comes from, like, a deity that represents the sort of concepts that Lucy's into. Yeah. Oh, but okay. she's definitely so... not into law. Okay. So... Which I think evil is a very valid one. Yes, okay. evil is. Um, yep, it's right. power. I have a system. Okay. Woohoo! Let's find out what he gets. So 22, you're going to add him. Yep, 22. What did she get? Well, that could be interesting. I don't know how much use it would be to you or not. Uh, but that gives you a random protection. Ooh, oh, nice. well, that's a nice... That's that a nice is really nice. Mm. Um, I'm just looking at the six-level spell as anti-magic field, which probably oh. doesn't really move okay. Lucy to a bigger house. But, but the... Um, Thank you, that was a very convenient way of doing it. I'm going to take healing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, because it gives me spell resistance heal. and spell immunity yeah. and protection from energy. Yeah, spell immunity is a great spell. Right. And um, spell resistance would certainly, um, give, if we were going for a major magic zone, yeah, um, would certainly one give one you a ton of protection against people hitting themselves at you. These are pretty cool. Yeah. So, so we're, we're going to have to call out all of our domains. <laughs> yeah, so we, um, Darren's going sun. Gonna yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, if it's protection, in theory, which gods can provide that? Uh, my god, because I want to see which god would have answered if Lucy. Yeah, Shailen well, 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 can do it. Shailen's got protection. So, so, like, it's a matter of Lucy would be like, whoever's listening, help yeah. me. Or Shailen, yeah. Shailen will be listening, and she's she's um, the goddess of beauty, art, and love, which yeah. you may be feeling for your girlfriend. Okay. I'll just find that out. I'm sure. Because that would be it would be interesting yeah. as meta. Yeah. Well, immunity is an interesting spell. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, I would like to point out that my fifth and sixth level divine options are true seeing and find the path. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> 
It's basically great spells, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> it's all about those two. Yeah, <laughs> true seeing is wonderful. Yeah, you so is powerful for to so just is the There we go. So there's there's three deities that um, of this lot that have protection as their domains. Uh, Nithis, the two faced god of magic. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Abadar, god of civilization yeah. and trade in the yeah. city, who's been an influence on your life, and Shailen is the last one. I, I had canon that um, Lucy's father was a worshipper of Abadar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems to fit. Yeah. Your dad put a good word in. Yeah, <laughs> that That actually explains it. Yeah. Roll it right. Yeah, we used to the power. If it had been one higher, you'd have gone strength and shit. And then I would cast Righteous Might on this stuff, which would just be ludicrous. Should we try and pass Tormor on Elias' tests? Sure. Oh, first let's yes. announce what, what domains we got. What did so, you get? Oh, I went for healing because I fancy oh. empowered heal. Yeah. And more empowered healing. <laughs> the sun, obviously. <laughs> Knowledge. <laughs> Goodness, because. Soul was a good boy. Protection. Yes, protection from Avatar. From Avatar. Is he coming after you? No, of course he's... No, No, I never break the law. Avatar providing protection. Okay, so we go up to see Torgamore and Elias. Torgamore and Elias. That's really good. And announce our desire of entering the breaching festival. We pay him a thousand gold pieces. Sign a piece of paper. Oh, you understand then that blah, blah 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 I'm not going to read the whole contract in this voice yeah but we um, we read the contract we all sign it in our dramatic hands which we did last session and they were um, <coughs> super overcomplicated I'm going to take all Pai knuckles under the chin oh, oh. oh. Ha, 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 ha. starts drooling he does start drooling mm-hmm. he's got like a long tongue he's a crossing it's the image like this wide. So I cute. have a small pseudo dragon from that Yeah, and it's cute. Look at it. It's cute. Jacob is like pudgy knuckles. My crackers. The young are such shallow creatures. All these familiars are worthy of affection. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I pet my dragon. <laughs> I'm having to pet your dragon and the, the, oh. it's all cute. All of the things are cute. Yeah, yeah. Majinko gets a chin scratch. So, talk about explaining this. So then. You understand that at the breaching festival you are to breach the hall of warding if you can. The seven key lights are not essential, but I highly recommend finding as many of them as you can to minimize your difficulties. What do they do? They open the door to the Hall of Wards, which will you, you will be required to pass in some fashion. As I know, we're not passing the Hall of Wards, actually. I'm just keeping my, my big, big ass mouth no, shut. You are entering the Hall of oh, Wards, are? because the portal yeah. is in there. Oh, we're just the, using the portal. The end goal is actually different. the same thing. Oh. So when the Breaching Festival, you find the portal and use it, which teleports yeah, you back I outside, see. you're going to essentially rewire the portal yeah. to take you to a different so, destination. So Silver, yeah. Silver would have gotten and understood it. Why do we need the keys? Like, I'm I'm still kind of not quite understanding that. Uh, the conception was each um, each all gives you the potential to win a warding light, yeah. and the advice was: the more warding lights you have, the greater the chance of your the hall of warding 
not being horribly, horribly mm. perilous. I think it's yeah. like each each one gives us like a modifier, and it becomes slowly easier. The yeah, because yeah, we can just prepared. charge straight in and try and break down the door to the Hall of Warding with no warding lights. Yeah. But the theory is that's hideously dangerous. Yeah. Any yeah. warding light we have makes it less hideously Effectively, dangerous. Effectively, abs- abjuration is the school of like uh, protection. That's all the spells mm. like mage armor and all that sort of thing. So. Um, what you end up with, and uh, like arcane lock and things like that, so the door will quite certainly not be very easy to pick or knock down or anything like that. And it could be that there are other horrible things inside. And we're not allowed to destroy it. No, you are forbidden to destroy the academy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what I did with that contract, but um, oh, that's that's fine. Well, that's fine. I just needed to be yeah. reminded. That's all. But basically, the the rule is you do not have to find all seven key lights to open the door. It's merely the more of them you have, the easier you will find life. Mm. To the point where, well, it's theoretically possible to open it with none. Tall the walls, just more or less laughing at the concept that you could actually do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. He says, you understand the contracts that you have laid out, that has been laid out before you then? Yes. Now, the breaching festival is about overcoming the Academy's finest minds. Many of our students and professors have been working on a variety of cunning traps and spells to ward, to ward the place and keep it from such challenges as yourself. Naturally, as the headmaster, it would be impossible to me to discuss further what such things could be, even in theoretical terms. Bribe, bribe, bribe. I did not fucking say that. <laughs> he says and just, it just, like, it just lets that sit yeah. for a moment. I yep. look at Jack, who's the master of people who, person who knows when to bribe people and yeah, when not to. Yeah, the buddy just looks at Jack. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna... <laughs> That's just lame. <laughs> and of course, you will be in a race against time with other competitors of unknown capacities and powers. You won't even meet them until the first day of the Breaching Festival. Although some try to investigate, only I as the headmaster know who is entering. You, I would be wisest, although you are not strictly forbidden to, to not discuss this in too wider circles. Your competitors do not gain too much of advantage by knowing your strength, who you are, and your strengths and your weaknesses. Uh, pardon me, Master of Heads. Right. Uh, but are we then to battle these other challenges? Methought it but a race. Ah. You are quite correct. Meddling with other contestants to to disrupt their chances is strictly forbidden. And when such a thing has been, such a thing has potentially occurred in previous years, it is a difficult matter to discern the truth of two different groups giving two different stories. I, as the headmaster, am well placed to discern the truth behind such matters. Ah, and uh, 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 Jack will look at Alagos and make a little gesture. <laughs> so, by the rules, no, you shouldn't interfere with the other competitors, and it's sort of a gentleman's agreement, and we'll kind of stay out of each other's ways, and since you guys are obviously going into the Hall of Whispers, we'll go into this hall instead mm. and sort of cross paths later. Mm. And in practice, that's still 
mostly true. It's not about just knifing the other guy in the back. You know, particularly since um, the more blatantly you do it, the harder it is to ignore. Like, if you just walk in and kill all the other competitors, it's pretty hard to cover that up. Yeah. But, you know, oh no, he tripped over my leg as the Guardian was descending on him and it knocked him out. Terrible. Not my fault. My leg was just there and he fell into it. Oh no, he was hit by a random suggestion spell and went to sleep for eight hours. Okay, so it's like pod racing. (laughs) It's totally like pod racing. That's actually a a great melody. Yeah, it's not that anybody will cheat where anybody is looking. (laughs) Oh, I I think it's the race. I think it's it's like a slightly less aggressive pod racing. But you have to allocate for the possibility that someone is Sebulba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Less aggressive pod racing. People have died. It's less aggressive. Yeah, I didn't but the, say it wasn't. Yeah, but the thing is that um, in pod racing, if anyone sabotages you in any way, you pretty much fall to your death yeah. and crash to your death. Whereas in this case, there are lots of ways to sabotage people which don't involve them dying. So what's the bet that Crip is competing and Octavius bribes the man? Okay, what's the next thing? <laughs> now that we're depressed at the high idea of the that you are capable of facing the challenges, you must overcome my tests to determine that you are worthy of entering. These are non-refundable at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken your money, it's gone. Uh, Bring it those on. are covering the costs of the tests. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. And he will lead you out of his office and take you to some of these student quarters where they've got an area basically curtained off, presumably for exactly this purpose. He says, welcome to the testing zone. And several students are like sitting around watching this and um, not quite taking notes, but clearly following what's happening. Some are smirking and laughing, some are interested. Yeah. Um, those are the you must face five challenges and prove your skill in the majority of them in order to be proven worthy. Uh, I need the secrets of Corvosa cool book, whatever it is. I put one down there. That's the thing that's got the breaching festival. Mm. Secret Breaching Festival, not the Breaking Festival. Yeah, the Breaching Festival, no one knows about. <laughs> <laughs> so there are five challenges. Uh, and at this point, I might just erase the, or possibly just pass me the initiative board and I'll just write something on it. I helped I, I help Lee seal it up. <laughs> You may decide which among you may face each test. But since there are five of you and five challenges, I expect one to each. So he's not actually telling you you have to split it five ways, merely that you can't um, all pile in and do for each of these yourself, each of these as a group. Yeah, okay. So there is a test of single combat. Ding. Okay. Let's hear them all on there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, people. Well, unless it's a test of metals, so I think I don't think the problem's going to be getting the others. 
There is the mysterious box that must be opened. That sounds like you. There is the test of the tongue in which you must convince one to do as they are told. There is the swimsuit contest. I'm especially good at that. (laughs) Test of the books. Yes, books! (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly it's a carnivorous book. There is the test of the books, which will test your learning and your knowledge. Okay, yeah, that that, that seems (laughs) elegant. Yeah. There is the test of the viper in which one's courage must be proven in the face of certain danger. Okay. Oh, whoops. I swiped it past the pin. Okay. So, I will take over the GMing of this. Okay, so we have Test of Single Combat, Mysterious Box, Tongue, Books, and Viper. Now, Adam's already bagged Single Combat. Yeah. I assume that's still the same? Yeah. Although he would be good at the viper. Yeah, he's poison. I, th- I think Lucy's supposed to be getting the viper because she got snake bite. And he, he will actually explicitate on a couple of those. Okay. Um, the test of combat is very much just what it sounds like. He wants you to fight something. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, you know, in an actual, mm. in a based battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the test of the mysterious box is he wants the box opened. Cool. He doesn't sounds tell like you anything more than that. Um, the test of tongues is he wants you to convince somebody to do something, um, and he tells you that this needs to be accomplished um, without force and without spells. Oh. Yeah, it's diplomacy. Yeah, or no, it's, 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 the, it's a test of tongues. You must convince, you must be convincing, but no magic and no touching. You can threaten them. <laughs> so yeah. you can't touch. And you can't use spells against them. Yeah, Yeah. but you can't describe what will happen to them if they don't do what you say. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that that does sound like a silver one. Uh, I'll put myself down at the moment. The test of the books. He says he wants you to find something, presumably knowledge in a book or something in that neighborhood. Okay, that's so Mm -hmm. elegant. Yeah. Um, and the test of the viper. There's a terrible thing. Many do not survive it. And gives you no further information. I'm sure that's meant to be you, considering you got the snake bite. Sounds a bit hardcore. Yeah. Not Lucia. Well, uh, we're establishing a minimum floor of confidence. Okay, so at the moment... And you don't have to pass them all. You have to pass the majority of them as a group, where you get kicked. Courage, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Lucy's going to do courage? All right, I'll open that box then. Yeah. So you you're so Helen is doing the box and she's doing the last one. Yep. Okay. So single combat first? Well, we've got yeah. it's ten o'clock now. Yeah, we might I wonder if we want to do pick one of them and do that and then do the rest sure. um, Well I mean are are some of them shorter than others? Or I'm thinking the single I think the single combat one will be longer. The single because... combat will probably be the longest one, but I still think it'll be pretty rapid because it's only a one on one combat. Yeah. So go Garen, thing goes, go Garen, thing goes, go Garen, thing goes. I wonder about doing them from the bottom up and having a crack at the test of the Viper. Ooh. That's mm. exciting. Do you think that'll be fast? Sure. 
Okay. Okay. Oh, within um, ten minutes or so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll do one with you. Yes. You wish to start with the test of the viper? Yeah. Let's, yes, let's bring it on. Let's rip the bandaid. Who off. among you will take such a challenge? <laughs> and the slightest one comes up. Yeah. <laughs> and the little, the, little, the little noble comes up. He yeah. looks. He looks up at you because he's a noble. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's always a shame when the young pretty ones face the test of. Oh well. You'll probably retain some of your looks by the end. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> we need on. Don't worry, you're not silver. <laughs> she flexes her fingers and Well, you had a dagger before it had, which had a snake inside of it. Yep. Yeah. And she drew the snake bite. That yeah. turned out to be um, disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> Hoida! Huzzah! I'm your embarrassing relative! Who's like, yeah! He turns to one of the curtains, and all these curtains are like pretty obviously marked with a fairly obvious, uh, uh, what am I looking for? Embroidery that's been sewn into it. There's a big sword, a box. This one has sort of just a curving generic snake symbol on it, like a okay. viper. And he says to the students, clicks his fingers at the students, which is like a sort of fat <laughs> noises, because his fingers don't click quite well. That's too fat. Yes. <laughs> Imagine, like, clicking two sausages together. Well, no, the whole clicking action have to do that. Anyway, let's move on. So he clicks his fingers at a couple of students and he says, Ready the test of the viper. I can't and use any spells. There's no rules about not using spells, eh? The test of the viper. We will see. You may approach the problem any which way you please. Okay. And so he... Tells a couple of students to go behind the curtain and already the test of the viper. Okay. And they go behind the curtain, there's several sort of muffled noises, and then this sort of rattling hissing noise. Okay. It's definitely sounds like a snake hissing, but it also sounds like gears and something being ground in them and something dry shifting in there and the two students pull back the curtain and you've got a a big hollow plinth um with what's clearly uh what am I looking for here it's basically like a big vase on the ground Mm -hmm. essentially and there's a drawstring bag set up in the top of it reasonably deep you know sort of Okay. Yay deep, maybe the maybe three quarters of the length of your arm, and that's where all the noises are coming from. Hmm. And okay. So what's the test? Bring me what is within the bag. Oh, I can use any method. Okay. Any method that does not violate the rules of the. Of the breaching festival, so you're you're, Don't destroy the you're not allowed to break the um you're not allowed to break it for starters because that's breaking bits of the academy, um, 
and you can't like rip giant holes in the wall and smush the bag to a fine powder. But you, it's it's you it's, can't mind control it's not it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are all yeah. just standing there watching this. Cool. Yeah. yeah so What's some noisy students? I I just and in this case, the other rule is you guys can't interfere. Yeah. So it, yeah, it sounds like a snake kissing sort of. There's snake noises, grinding and crunching gear noises, and this sort of dry shifting like. Sounds like it needs lubrication. Like sand moving underneath skin. Sounds like okay. it needs lubrication um, or something. I cast detect thought. Cool. Um, Tour is just a that general direction. So um, what does that give me? We'll say it's from people for starters. Uh, you pick up that a bunch of people are thinking, because yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of people you can obviously see around here. Do we have to watch that? No, she's looking in a different direction. Okay, cool. You can yeah. pick up the... Well, I'm just sort of like pointing a general direction. Of, so, so I pick up the students who are standing there as well, I guess. Well, up to you. If you yeah. want to scan around and pick up the students and talk more, you can. If you want to focus it just on the bag, you can. I focus on the bag first and see what I can. Okay. Nothing in the bag is projecting a thought. Oh, okay. There's nothing so thinking in there. Thinking. Anything okay. inside the machine as a general? Or does that cover the whole whole machine? The, there's nothing in the bag the, that's thinking. There's no machine. Mm. There's, there's a bag yeah, that's making noise. Yeah, okay. There's there's noise coming from in the bag. So maybe there's a machine in the bag, but it isn't, it isn't producing thoughts. Mm. So does she have to open the bag and get the stuff out and give it to Torgamore? Yes. 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 Yeah. She, she needs to get whatever is in the bag and give it to Torgamore. She's not allowed to just give it the, the bag and without the opening it. Well, at that point you just go, hey Torgamore, there's the bag. Uh, yeah. I did nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I figured. Okay, yeah. cool. So I'm going to sort of turn my detect thought towards the students who yep. set up the bag. Yep. What do I get from them? Uh, well, <laughs> so I need to Jeez. check to take thoughts from one It's a surface thought, I think. Yeah. She'll be really surprised when the mummy hand jumps out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fishing out any kind of clues. That was the, um, we were, um, Meredith, we were going through yeah. the, um, you got it? No, I don't. Oh, that's good. Um, we're going through the um, Viancarlo's place. That's your steel trying to check out what was happening and she cast Detect Thoughts. And the person on the roof is thinking about jumping down and grotting you from it's, 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 actually, it's actually the second bit that I'm looking at. Um, oh, okay. Where you can stun yourself and lose the spell if people in here are substantially smarter than you, given this room is full of wizards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, you are actually smart enough with your 14 intelligence. Is it 14? Um, 12. 12. Uh, yeah, 12. Okay, uh, you are not smart enough then. Oh. Um, so you, I'm, I'm not looking for Togo more, by the way. You I'm start to s- the students. Well, he's standing with them. Ah. <laughs> so you start to scan the students. You get there are thinking minds. You know these guys are thinking. Torgamore is thinking. Blah, blah. You focus a little more. You know, second <laughs> round. How many minds are thinking in this room? What's the intelligence score reach? Ow! <laughs> oh God! Oh my head! Ow! <laughs> Ow. Okay, that wasn't a good you, idea. You stun yourself and stop being able to detect anyone's thoughts. Okay. Oh, I imagine well. it's like a particularly bad ice cream headache. Yeah. Uh, someone in here has an intelligence that is at least ten points higher than oh, yours. Damn. Okay. Well, <laughs> that will be Togamore probably. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. There is a certain lack of logic. Um, so um, I can I try to detect magic on the box. It is definitely magical. Okay. Um, 
If um, I... You can make a spellcraft check to see what you can yeah, okay, see see what auras you can pick up from it, which is probably useful to you. I'm sure it doesn't yeah. surprise you that it's magic. Um, As are a bunch of other things in this room and all the auras where it a wide variety of magical items and things. You could just spell magic. Yeah, I'm going to try that next, but it's definitely magic. Cool. Uh, I just need to check the... <laughs> This is fun. <laughs> <sighs> I'm run until you fail the casting check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to more of a serious box. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... I think the uh, trouble with the test of the box is going to get the other ghost back out of the library. <laughs> <laughs> the bag is radiating abjuration, which is protective oh, yeah. spells, mm-hmm. conjuration, which is about summoning things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there isn't anything in there, but in theory there might become something in there if there are summon spells on it, triggered by someone like putting their arm through. Right. No divination, no enchantment, no evocation, no illusion. Right, um, right. No necromancy, transmutation as well. Uh-huh. The changing properties of things. Okay. Okay, let's try to dispel some of that. Dispel magic. Make it into a normal bag of holding that doesn't give you any prizes when you stick your hand in. Because <laughs> you broke the... St- <laughs> you broke the viper. You aim at the bag, basically, and cast yeah, the spell magic on it. Okay. Um, so I just go... Uh, wait till the GM's ready. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, no, go to targeted spell, one object is the target of your dispel magic. Oh, natural turn. Against nice. the spell... You make it against the spell, or against each spell, DC, this is a little Right, okay, so I've got the set DC, and then I'm just running you through how many spells are on it. Okay. Um, so give me uh, four dispel checks. So the first okay, one is an actual training. I don't think that actually matters. Oh, that's yeah, about that will doubtlessly be high enough. It's adding but. your numbers together. Okay. What are you adding together? So that cast a level. Cast a level. level, so it's... Um, 32. Yep. Yeah, cool. 32. That, that will undoubt. Um, I believe it caps at a certain point. Because uh, it's normal dispel. Uh, maximum of plus 10 for your cast 20, level. 20, yeah. oh, so, 30, 10 30, is the first, first 30, one. 30, 20. Yeah, otherwise you need um, greater to spell magic. 25? Cool. Uh, that's just 18. Okay. So, the bag, you can see, it's making all these noises. As, like, I imagine you've sort of walked up and had a vague look at it. The mouth is deliberately pulled shut, so you can't see anything that's happening in there, but it's moving mm. and making these noises. Um, when you cast these dispels on it, uh, the bag stops making noises altogether. It does mm-hmm. not stop moving. Okay. Yeah. So you've so deactivated some, some of the things. things. Yeah, but not all of the things. Okay. That's good. So that's what else can I do? Do you have to cast wild magic on your? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. You damn sure do. Okay, okay, okay. That's two wild magic. Uh, three wild magic checks. Yes, true. Actually. Oh okay, no, that's that a might, low spell. That fail. Actually, that's that was the read mine. Yeah, detect thoughts. Was oh, detect thought was that's um, level two spell. So. Spell target silver. Thanks. No, I failed that. Silver is not. <laughs> okay, so cool. do the, do the work out the second one. Okay, work out the second one. Oh, that's a pass. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Work out the third, third one. one. Third magic. Oh, that's also a pass. So, oh, so I think this having, one. having established some of this already, whatever effect you're getting here, probably yeah. delayed. 
You cast the Detect Thoughts and then later. So that's 004. Ooh. So number four, that's really close that's to the spell target silver. <laughs> that's pretty much guaranteed stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's only me. if it's hostile to silver though. Spell okay. magic is hostile to silver. Okay. Um, no, that's, that's the Detect Thoughts. Oh, as as oh, yeah. one, but second spell resolves only if it's hostile. Spell duplicates this time centering or silver. Yes. yes, so that means how, how intelligent are you? <laughs> <laughs> You're in a room full of intelligent people. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually more intelligent than uh, she is. Oh, that's Alright, so the initial spell is cast and resolved as normal. Once resolved, it duplicates centering oh, no, and I'm silver the same intelligence. Yeah, same intelligence. The silver must be in the same scene, but does not otherwise need to meet the spell range requirements. No, that means I, um, I, I center the... Um, the spell, on a number four, the spell resolves only if it is hostile to silver. Yeah. If not, re-roll the wild magic resolve. Oh, re-roll. so it's not hostile. Is the tech hostile to him? No. No, 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 no. Not really. So re-roll. Re-roll the percentiles. Oh, God. 54. Okay. Because there's also ones for this happens. Yeah. Uh, it's this happens to silver. This happens to silver, but only if he's within range for it. This happens yeah. to silver, but only if it's good for him. <laughs> and this happens to silver, but only if it's bad for him. Which is four. All Which is what she range. rolled. Silver gains ten pounds. Well, it's nice you got that rolled out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's temporarily You've, you've seen these a few point. times. This one a few times. You feel real lucky. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I want that! So you can, in fact, at this point, re-roll the, the, um, one of your failed dispel checks. Oh, okay. Because you yeah. re-roll 2d20. Oh, I thought better. she was going to get 200 gold in her pocket. No. Oh, this time that's um, 26. It's oh, good yay, luck. Cast awesome. rolls 2d20 and takes better on the that's next check. That's awesome. Check. Yeah, yeah. So you this might is going to be the most boring bag ever. You open it, it's more yeah. stuff. The bag, and the bag stops fan. moving as oh. well. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, at, this, at this point, I'm just gonna take a chance and go open it. Okay, so your your arms. What? Anything in particular you're doing with this? Like, um, are you wearing magic gloves, casting um, uh, mage armor? I'm mage armor. Yeah, I. Mage armor. Mage armor. Mage armor. Oh yeah. Do it, mage armor. I try to. Um, uh, although every time it's a wild magic check, you can't. Mage armor doesn't work on things that are magical. Although it may lo- no longer be magical if you've dispelled yes, the effect. Yeah, that's right. It's worth. Yeah. So I, I try the mage hands. Just in So how what? Levels, mage hand? It's a cantrip. Oh, it's yeah. a cantrip. So, so does she actually have to make wild magic cheeks on a cantrip? Well, if I do roll one, then I fail. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you can roll a one. Technically, yes, one. but it's very easy for her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so you reach out with mage hand, and you hopefully yeah. it was in there, it doesn't weigh more than five pounds. And you can feel in your mind the hand sort of goes yeah. down, pushes the drawstring bag open slightly, no real problem there, pushes into it, picks something up, and no, no, it is too heavy. Okay, but nothing just went, or like... Nothing ate the mage there is no yeah. There is no reaction to this, no sound or movement from the bag. Okay, uh, well, um... Mage well, armor. That's all of my tricks. So, mage armor. Courage time. Yeah, my hand. Bare hand. Yeah. Bare arm. Roll up your sleeves. Stick yeah, it in the bag. Shh. And you feel something that your fingers are touching now. Yeah. Give me a wisdom check to see if you can work out what the hell you just put your arm okay. into. Feels grapes. Uh, no, it's, it's <laughs> plus um, 12, six, 16. So, 
You have no idea what you are touching here. It feels what does it feel like? dry and rasping against your skin, not producing any noise, like but like raspy sandpaper. on what you're touching. Okay. And heavy and floppy. Something long and round in there. Oh my God. Now, you need to wrap your hand around and pull it out. It okay. doesn't seem to be moving or reacting to your presence yet, okay, however, it but it, it does hurt very slightly to touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. And you pull out of the bag something about yay long, curled round, about yay thick. And like a snake. it appears to be the shape of a snake. It's covered in light sandpaper, and it appears to be heavy and floppy like it's full of sand. And it's obviously a fake. It, it does okay. nothing. It's got two fake googly eyes. <gasps> you should keep it. it as a souvenir. <laughs> it's a plushy snake. And, <laughs> and the steward can sort of roll with approval and, and clap at this. Okay. Huzzah! Yeah. This is anticlimactic. <laughs> the expression is that was too loud. Garen's sitting right next to you. <laughs> I'm excited. Torgamore nods, pulls out his piece of paper, and sight. You see him doing his laborious torgor, oh signing off on something, going down to the next line, signing off. It says, "Good to overcome the breaching festival, you will need a certain amount of caution before you go sticking your hands into strange things, and then you will need a certain amount of courage to simply face the unknown." You have passed the test of the Viper. <laughs> and now, the next test is the text of the book. Will we ever be able to get Elagos back out of the library and actually proceed with the and, preaching festival? And yes. Dun, dun, dun. dun.